started since birth. Uh, my dad put a basketball in my crib and he said, he tells me this story all the time, actually. He said, like, in that crib, I would just never let go of that basketball. And then as soon as I was able to walk, I could dribble, you know, a grown man-sized basketball. So he's kind of known all along that I'd be, you know, this this basketball, I, don't know, I wouldn't say star, but, you know, I'd be pretty good at the sport. And then just growing up, playing all types of sports, baseball, football, soccer even, it just never – I never got that same love and affection I did while playing basketball. So I decided that it – that was the best sport for me, and I stuck with it ever since. Coach Katz was real early in my recruitment as well. Um, and I'd say he he kind of fell off. But no, I wouldn't say it's because of, of his choices. It was kind of mine. I kind of remember coming to the, uh, the team camp that the team hosts over the summer, and kind of my attitude wasn't the best. I had, like, I think, like a tech almost every game maybe. And so he kind of just – he would tell me, like, you know, that's not the – that's not the kind of guys we want in our program. We want, you know, good men, good having a great attitude every day. And so he told me, like, you know, we still want you here, but we want you here if, if you want to be here. The biggest thing I didn't expect was kind of just, I wouldn't say tanking my freshman year, but not living up to expectations. You know, we we won six games. It was a brutal season in and out. Um, the head coach, we were unsure if he would be returning next year. And it just... It was just kind of a shock for me because I had these high expectations for myself. You know, I expected myself to be freshman of the year for us to win, be in the, the tournament right away. And so I guess that learning process is, is what I really cherish the most coming out of uh, Santa Barbara, um, being able to really grow as not just a basketball player, but as a man, you know, being out there by myself, uh, having to, you know, learn basically life skills on, on my own. And that's kind of what I wanted to, you know, I told my family that was a, a big part of my uh, choosing Santa Barbara is I wanted to develop my own sense of being, you know, I've, your whole life you grow up under your parents' house, you know, having to, as funny as, as it sounds, having to use the toilet paper or the, the whatever that they buy. And you may, even though you may not like it, it's what you have to, you have to go through because it's your parents' house. But that's what I was really looking forward to and learning was life skills on how to just be my own person. I probably wouldn't work as hard, you know, day in and day out. I'd put the work in for about a couple months and then I'd, I I kind of expect things to fall on my lap since I'm working so hard instead of continuing to work hard and letting things come into fruition. So I think that played a real factor in it. And then also just we had like the coaching change. So, you know, that kind of plays a little factor into it. But I wouldn't necessarily say it was, you know, any one person's fault besides my own, just not – you guys, anybody knows, you know, this, this sport's a business. So if you're not performing in that business, it's time for the next person to step up and see if they can take care of that. I mean, it weighed so heavy on myself. I can remember, you know, countless nights being up wondering, you know, what, why aren't I doing this? Why isn't this happening for me? I had, I'd say I'd even slipped into, you know, a form of depression where, you know, I've questioned everything about myself. You know, am I good enough to even play division one basketball? Am I good enough to even, you know, step on a court with some of these guys? And it just, you know, it takes its toll. And being away from your family and kind of like like I talked about, just being out there isolated by myself, it's kind of even harder because you don't have that that sense of support. Yeah, I had, you know, a few friends I could depend on to, you know, kind of bring me out of the funk sometimes. But there's nothing like that family love that you get and that, that reminder that, you know, you do have people who believe in you unconditionally, not just because, you know, they think they can get something out of you or just because they're your family, but they love you for who you are, regardless if you're you know, playing good or playing bad. It was our third game of the season, my junior year. 
that summer I had put in so much work. I remember going to our coaching staff and I, I basically told him, you know, what do I have to do to, to stay on the floor and basically be the guy on the team? They, they laid it out for me, told me what I would do. I called my family. I said, look, like, I'm not going to be coming home this summer. I'm, I'm going to be staying out here. I'm going to be working. I'll be working on my game. So, you know, I think this is the best decision for me. And going into the season, I can remember, you know, the first game we played and Justin James was on that team, I remember. And we were, uh, that was just our big, our big kind of honing into that week. It was, you know, this guy is going to be a pro. He's on draft boards. And I was excited because I'd be putting in all this work. And I knew that if, if I got the chance, I can go out there and prove myself. And I did. I mean, I got out there. I think when I was guarding him, you know, I was doing a decent job on him. I was attacking good. I was had a good some good passes, some good assists, rebounding. I was playing well. And then these next two games come and my minutes kind of just fall off without warrant or without, you know, even really a real explanation as to why. And I get it. I mean, I'm not owed an explanation, but I felt like I was at the time because the team had kind of seen me as a leader at that time as well. And I had been putting in the work to, and the coaching staff had told me like, Christian, we see the work you're putting in and we like it, you know, continue it. So around that third game comes, we're playing USF at home. And I, I just don't get in and my dad's at that game. And I can remember just sitting there like on the bench, just kind of dumbfounded as to why I'm not playing. And I kind of just went up to my dad and I was like, I think this is just going to be the same as it was last year. I'm going to be played spot minutes. I'm kind of just going to be used for, you know, what I can do defensively instead of, you know, an all around game. And he was just like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm not feeling it right now. So I just want to, I think I'm going to transfer. And right after the game, I went into my coach and I was like, hey, coach, I think I want to transfer. And I think he was leaving on a recruiting trip that night too. So I think he kind of just put it in the back of his mind. And when I seen that, he didn't even really like question it or he wasn't even surprised at it at that point. That's when I knew it was like, all right, like it's time to kind of just take care of myself instead of worrying about what others think. Because it was so early in the season, I still had to, you know, play out the season. And because it was late and I had already played minutes, I couldn't redshirt. So I had to really prepare myself mentally for this long season that was going to happen, knowing I wasn't going to play. And that was actually an issue that the uh, the coaching staff brought up. You know, Christian, how can we how can we know that you're going to be all bought in and not be a distraction to the team if you don't even want to be here? And I explained to them, like, look, like that's not going to affect how I feel or what I, how I want to play with this team. I love these guys. These are my brothers. I'm going to go out there every day and, you know, bust my ass to make sure that they're getting better. But um, that actually, you know, gave me time to think uh, about where I wanted to go. And I was, I was open for anywhere. I kind of knew, I didn't know, I guess I shouldn't say that, but I, I had an idea that, you know, I could probably go to Sac State with them being home and me being so close to the coaching staff. But like I said, I wanted to, I wanted to shop around a little bit just to make sure that, you know, it was the right decision. So I, I waited till the end of the year to put my name in the transfer portal. And then I had a lot, I had a lot of uh, D2 coaches calling me and, you know, their main argument was, you know, you're not going to have to sit if you come to the D2. And that was actually really enticing to me because I just, I've really been wanting to just play. But I knew that, you know, my goal was to prove that I could play on the D1 level. And then the, a few of the D1 schools that were, uh, that were calling me, uh, they ended up falling off because nobody wanted to do the, uh, the two for one. You know, I'd have to sit the year and then um, I'd only get that one year to play. I mean, when Sac State called me and, you know, told me the parameters of, of what I'd have to do to, to be on the team, I was just like, you know, I'll take it. That's, that's perfect. I love being home. 
Uh, I love being around this, this coaching staff and my family. So it was kind of a no question, no brainer for me once they, they sent that offer out officially.